0: Hello there, and welcome to Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, the writer's room podcast dedicated to fixing the Star Wars sequels. This week is fixing the book of Boba Fett, and has nothing to do with the sequels whatsoever. I'm Bryce Quinn and I'm joined by Robert Rodriguez's biggest fan, Carmelo Kidding.
1: Yeah, I'm a massive, <laughs> massive fan of Love
0: Spy Kids. <laughs> yeah, Love Spy Kids. Love um, from Dustal Dawn. Dustal Dawn, I think Madal is Al-Ajal. one of
1: the definitely one of the greatest films <laughs> ever.
0: I'm also joined by our resident Doctor Who expert, Cole for Fan. Hello,
2: it's me. I'm I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> And also, yeah, we're not really talking yeah. about Doctor Who. We were talking about yeah, Doctor Who before a... the
0: show started. Yeah, yeah. But now we've got to get but, rid um, of all of
2: that. I'm also a huge Boba Fett fan. Yeah.
0: Following the success of The Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, my God. Following the success of The Mandalorian, Disney announced a spin-off series, The Book of Boba Fett. The show spent two of its seven episodes not following Boba Fett's story and instead bringing back Din Djarin and Grogu to the story. Shockingly enough, this was not a popular creative
1: decision. Uh, mellow, more on more from you. Yeah, cool. Okay, so let's let's we're gonna go for a deep dive back through the entire history of Boba Fett very quickly. Go for it. Uh so God, when did it come out last year? The show. Um, I I looked it yeah, up. It was I like think two years ago. Twenty twenty one. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, it was it was December twenty twenty one. That's right. Aged yeah. me. Boba Fett came out. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, the Boba Good Fett show came out in December twenty twenty one, and it was crap. Uh, it Was <laughs> way back when when they first announced the original slate of Star Wars films when mm-hmm. they had their three three uh, actual movies seven eight and nine. And their three anthology films, or made potentially four anthology films, they had Rogue One, they had Solo. Yep. They were going to do Obi-Wan and Boba Fett as movies. Ah. And James Mangold was attached to initially direct the Boba Fett one. Right. Yeah. That so makes sense. That makes sense. This is the thing. Uh, also, Lust, or uh, there's a, Another episode in which we did uh, Obi-Wan fixes, mm-hmm. uh, in which I didn't get to talk about directors, but I was going to suggest James Mangold to direct an Obi-Wan thing. Yeah. Um, today, I'll talk about James Mangold again. He's been attached to some Star Wars project. Poor bastard. Since Star Wars happened, and they keep stringing him along. and oh, he, man. We know today that he's attached mm. to this first Jedi The, the Book of movie. Eli
0: Jedi fucking movie. Yeah, yeah.
1: pretty much. Anyway, uh, little thing about Boba Fett. Funny that they announced a film mm-hmm. at all for him way back when, because he is still uh, a very unknown Character, Despite the fact that we see his origins in the prequel trilogy, we see yeah. more of his like follow-on from that in the Clone Wars show. As an adult, he's still just this elusive figure back in the original trilogy. He was just cool guy in a suit, in, in, in Empire, who yeah. they m- murdered in a real goofy way in Return of the Jedi because <laughs> George didn't realize how popular he was. He was actually first introduced in the Star Wars Holiday Special back in 1978 in mm. cartoon form. And uh, which he sounds very different um, to even how his original voice and then when Tamura Morrison's voice was added. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he appears in Empire in 80, dies in Jedi in 83 or so we think. Uh, he was, his popularity was, was kind of insane and, and skyrocketed due to mer- merchandising. His action figure was available to purchase, but Kenner always had this issue, issue because, again, Star Wars was way more popular. Than, Kenner, than, Kenner toys, than, right? Kenner toys, yeah. yeah. Way more popular than, than expected. And so they did this IOU thing both for the original Star Wars and for Empire Strikes Back, where they had a backorder list of, of Boba Fett action figures, Huh. where oh, you'd, wow. you'd you know you'd mail it in and send in your money and be like, "Yo, when you've wh- got it built, give yep. it to me." Kind of, of like PlayStation fives. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, <Nello, that's>
1: no, <laughs> that's not that's what I'm given to understand that that's how the rollout went. No, <laughs> I owe you. I, I owe you one PlayStation you Five, one Sony. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yes, Boba Fett, the PlayStation Five of 1980. <laughs> That's bang on. <laughs> true, true, that, eh? Yep.
0: All right. So that's <laughs> Melo's little brief history of Boba Fett. and, and, yeah, and that then was Fun good. facts about the, the character in the 80s. I think Melo should do a Boba Fett documentary. Well, there's a, I really think I should. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who yeah. are very passionate about Star Wars toys and the history of like, yeah. those legacy characters. I mean, when I'm you, not one of them.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, uh, but when you guys were kids, was Boba Fett like one of your favorites? Cause no, it was no. for me.
0: No, I actually loved the prequels so much growing oh, up. So, yeah. I huge, so I was huge. you a were a Jango Fett, Huge
2: yeah. fan of Jango
0: Fett and Anakin Skywalker. Oh wow! As like like young young kid, Anakin yeah. Skywalker.
1: I thought Boba was cool, and also Qui Gon. Yeah, I coolest. thought Boba was cool. Oh, I, I thought he was
0: gnarly, ever, you know. I never hated Boba Fett, but I never yeah. understood like the hype, you know. Yeah, and I
2: didn't like the original trilogy as a kid. So right. yeah. Anyway, see, I was always like. Oh, Slave 1, coolest ship ever. I look at it now and I'm like, what the hell is that? And
0: the the point of this episode is to, uh, yeah, rewrite the book of Boba Fett and change the title, I think, because yeah. it's a bit of a silly title. Step
1: one. There's no book. First off. What fucking book?
0: We've, you know, created our own canon for this. We've decanonized the entire Mandoverse. Um, so forget about Mando. We are just making a good Boba Fett story. That's the point of today. Um, we've got a bunch of different angles we can approach this at. I've written the episode outline of a seven episode series, like a limited run kind of series. That's what I've got. I don't know what you guys have.
2: Yeah. I kind of have like a loose, like freeform pitch. Like I have my solid ideas for what I envision the show being.
1: I kind of like that, but then I have it as a, as an eight episode structure. Eight episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, just before we do move on, actually out of the ashes of the cancellation of the Boba Fett movie in the wake of Solo being shit is kind of how Mando was allowed to rise when it was pitched by, by Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. They're like, guys, we need a live action show about a Mandalorian. It has to happen. Yeah. Because it's then they just, just
0: visually so cool. And they made Jinjarin from like whole cloth. Yeah, and they
1: also happened to make him a bounty hunter. Now I think that, thinking about it, yeah. that's kind of a cop out.
0: I mean, it could have just been Boba Fett. It, it wouldn't have really changed yeah, too much, well, but heard... I couldn't
2: have told that same story.
0: Yeah. No, true.
2: I know. I, I've heard like a lot of people throw around that originally it was meant to be a Boba Fett show, but I, I'm not sure if that's true. Mm. I can see it. I can see it. But yeah.
0: Anyways, so we've got our three pitches for us today. We didn't decide who's going to go first, so we can just pick. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to take Cole, it Cole, you did cool. it first last time. We'll, we'll yeah. stick to you. You're no worries. But we're going to go through each pitch. We're going to go one by one. We can ask each other questions and talk about it and discuss and... Say what we would love to do with a Boba Fett show, where we given infinite money and the ability to be film directors and writers, uh, which will yeah. never happen, but it's fun yeah. to think about. Well, I'm going to put all my money
2: towards an episode with Luke Skywalker <laughs> and Grogu. and Holy
0: shit. Spaceships. I had the same idea. I uh, know.
2: Geniuses. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah. So, Cole, you're going to start us off. We're going to go through your pitch for a Boba yeah. Fett TV show. Well, I guess the first few things I'd like to say is, I think Boba Fett, his context post-Disney uh, era with Mando, I think was inherently let down just because Mando's filled the role that Boba Fett needed to take. Yeah. So when they went away to think, what the hell do we do with Boba Fett? I think they were ridden into a bit of a corner because they couldn't just do another bounty hunting show. He had to do something else. Now, I agree that his arc should be going from forgotten legend bounty hunter to great crime boss. Mm. I think that sets him up in a great place for the Mandoverse, especially if at the end he sort of represents the underworld criminal side of this mandaverse. The show kind of fails at that, unfortunately. Yes. The other thing I'd like to say is, because you mentioned the title Book of Boba Fett, I don't mind it. This is not my pitch, but if they were to do a book of Boba Fett, it should be chapters from his life, right? Where it's a... Um,
1: kind of like my Kenobi yeah. pitch.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like a kind of like anthology style where, yep. you know, you get these little stories and vignettes from his life seeing the, um, the jewel of Cad Bane and all that yeah. and how he got to where he is now. But my show follows up right after Mando season two. Okay. The first thing I want to get into is the characterization of Boba Fett. I think a lot of people have a problem with him being this honorable, professional bounty hunter, right? Yeah. Where he's kind of good honorably. I don't have a problem with him having a code of honor, but I don't like that they removed a lot of what we imagined to be edge to this character. That's one thing missing from the Manaverse, in my opinion. Characters who are very teetering on. You have a whole bunch of characters
0: who are all living in the Outer Rim, all seemingly struggling
2: to survive, and all of them are good people. Exactly. (laughs) So silly. Exactly. And this was the chance for them to do something. Just a bit grittier. Yeah, something a bit darker, you know? And instead, they made him out to be this very honorable good guy looking out for the little man. Yeah. And I think we can take that concept and flip it on its head. Because when I see Boba Fett, I don't think of this like nice guy protecting the the galaxy, right? I think of real world criminals like Al Capone, John Gotti and all that. People who did look out for their communities, but very ruthlessly. Yeah. It's like, this is my community. Don't touch it. Exactly right. And the big concept that guides this show idea I have is the idea of saving face. Are you guys familiar with that? I mean, mean, yeah. Yeah, so it's particularly prominent in a lot of Asian cultures, but in the context of, like, the triad or the yakuza, right? When we think of honor, we have a very Western view where it's, like, doing the right thing, all that. Yeah, Saving face is similar, but it's not the right thing because, fundamentally, reputation is the core of it. It's this idea that your name is everything, your reputation, if it's tarnished at all, that's bad. So you are meant to act honorably. But if anyone disrespects you, if anyone brings your reputation down, that's going to have consequences. So that's why you see all these very brutal acts by criminal organizations, especially with the Yakuza and all that, because a lot of it's driven by this sort of dark, twisted take on honor. Interesting. And that's what I want to take for Boba Fett. I feel like when this show begins, he should return back to Tatooine. And that's my episode one. It's him and Fennec Shand returning and he goes to meet with Bib Fortuna and basically restake his claim as the go-to bounty hunter. But it's been so long since he's been active, he's back to square zero. He doesn't have that same reputation. So this is like five years after he gets yeah, eaten yeah, he's, in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, he's presumed dead, you know, yeah. and even the way he died was a little silly and all that. So it, he's just forgotten about. Yeah. The underworld moves fast. The Empire's fallen. It's a very new domain. So he's there to restake his name. And he has to build it from zero back to 100. Now, that's why reputation becomes so important to Boba Fett. And throughout the series, we're going to see him really do the right thing when it matters. But when anyone crosses him, when anyone does anything to betray him, he doesn't take that lightly like he did in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. One of the things that made me laugh a lot is you get a lot of these situations in Book of Boba Fett where he's kind of cornered socially, you know, Someone tells him that no one respects him, yeah. and he just kind of takes it. There's uh, also a
0: lot of situations where they're like, oh, why, what do you have to offer us? And he's like, um, please. Yeah, exactly <laughs> Help right. me, please. I know. You know and he's, he's just pathetic. like, please, please do the right thing, right? You'll just help me do the right thing. And they're like, yeah. we're all criminals. Like, we're all crime
2: yeah. lords. Why would we have any interest in altruism? You exactly know? right. And it makes no sense that a dude who has been in the underworld since the prequels, really, that era, the Clone Wars, Yeah is so bloody unaware of how things go. He's not an audience surrogate character or anything like that. And that was the most disappointing thing about the Book of Boba Fett, in my opinion, because it really tarnished everything that could have been Boba Fett. So my pitch for the pilot is he returns to Tatooine and we go to Bib Fortuna's cartel in Jabba's former palace. One thing I didn't like about Book of Boba Fett was we start with him already getting rid of Bib Fortuna. I feel like it... One, it shouldn't be that easy for him to just waltz into Jabba's palace, where there's apparently only Bib Fortuna and, like, two Gamorreans or something, <laughs> yeah. and then just shoot him yeah. and stake his claim. Dude, you're not a crime lord just because you're sitting on a chair. <laughs> like, He would have some kind of resources, for sure. Exactly, but it's a bit silly for him to suddenly yeah. do that. And the reactions of the townsfolk are totally reasonable. Um, I would not take him seriously. But in this episode, he works with Bib Fortuna because we discover that hot. The the Hut influence here, it's weakened ever since Jabba died. And Bib Fortuna does not have the same hold. So Boba, Fennec, and a trusted hitman, or a trusted bounty hunter of Bib Fortuna, they go out and they're meant to deal with all these rising criminal groups around Tatooine. So they're doing that. Boba starts to see that the influence of these criminal organizations is really terrible on the everyday people. And one thing about this version of Boba is... He's a bit like Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking Bad, okay. where he's very ruthless to people in the game, but if anyone who's not involved in crime, any innocent person gets hurt, that's not okay. Right. So when Boba sees that, that's an injustice, because there is this like twisted sense of honor. And he starts to get into contention with this bounty hunter who works for Bib. and as things escalate, they end up getting into a shootout, and he ends up killing this bounty hunter, defending himself and Fennec. And he returns to Bib and he's like, I've done the job. You owe me the money, all that. And Bib's like, you killed my bounty hunter. Why should I give you anything? And Bib goes around and starts spreading all this shit about Boba, right? Disrespecting him. <laughs> and that's when Boba goes up and confronts him. Yeah. And he starts to threaten, you know. And Boba, he's a very prideful person here. His flaw is his pride, his stubbornness, and his need to protect his career and build something. And we suddenly see that Bib, he's not going to take this and he turns against Boba, and the second half of the episode, the climax is all about that conflict until it culminates with Boba killing Bib and staking his claim on Tatooine. Now, the rest of the series, I didn't know exactly where to take it, but what I wanted to explore was the different, the different cultures in the criminal underworld. Because in Star Wars, I don't feel like there's ever really been a big distinction between a lot of the criminal organizations. They all yeah. act very similarly. But in the real world, you know, you have... Mexican drug cartels, you have the mafia, you have the Yakuza, and they're all so different. One thing I'd like to see about the Huts, right, is I feel like them being one of the few crime families in Star Wars, they should act like that. We should see the dynamic of family looking after family, very similar to stuff you see in like The Godfather and those mob flicks. Right. But another interesting character who I don't really know much about is Prince Zizor. Do, yep. you, do you know yeah, much about yeah. him? Yeah. Could you I explain? Did. Back in the day.
1: Uh, leader of the Black Sun post Return of the Jedi. Um, yeah, does rise to power in the wake of the Empire, yeah. like, like the crime syndicates did. I think he just he gets, does he get betrayed and murdered or something at some I point? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, has a com- confrontation with Luke, I believe. I think so, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I knew a little bit about this guy. Who's yeah, yeah. Prince of what? Is he a hut? Prince of the Black Sun, uh, who are from Clone Wars. I don't know what the, the Black Sun is, they're, they're a crime
0: syndicate. Of what humans? What, what? no, no, they're like they're, aliens? Yeah, or, aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> he's like this purple
2: guy. Uh, okay, has a ponytail, I think. Um, like a high one. But uh, I don't know much about him. But I always thought he looked cool, and I'd like to know more about him. cool design. Him. Um, Stick him in. You know? Yeah, and for the fans, I feel like he, whenever I've seen him, at least he's always had this strange presence, and I feel even though I don't know much about him, I think the idea of this very powerful crime lord who's intergalactic, not just on Tatooine, you know. That sounds like a good villain for the series. Mm. And other characters I like are Ty Bazan from the Star Wars Emperor at War Games. And his whole thing was he was a criminal who started to conglomerate a lot of these falling apart crime organizations during the Galactic uh, Civil War until he built like this massive consortium. So what I want to see is these dynamics and this politic in between all these groups. Okay. Uh, amidst Boba's Rise, where every episode you know, his empire starts to grow. Mm. So at first, it's staking his claim on Tatooine, getting to know the people. Then he's assembling a crew. Then he's starting to make deals and expand his influence, actually build an empire. Because what I like about shows like Breaking Bad is there's a clear progression. Yeah, It gives you something to latch onto and something to say, oh, where does this go? Oh, is he going to lose this? You don't really see that with Book of Boba Fett. It shows up. <laughs> no, and absolutely yeah, not. It's just like suddenly, oh, there's just people here. Um, Black chrysanthemum. Mysteriously, he just rocks up aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of that, I'm just like, man, why can't we actually see this? And I want moments that are very, you know, Game of Thrones, where it's like Red Wedding stuff, you know, where you see betrayals, you see like those Godfather moments where people are actually eliminating the competition after these great plans. And the final thing is, I want an exploration about Boba Fett as a character, a real focus on him. And parts of that come in seeing flashbacks every now and then. Which they tried to do in Book of Boba Fett, but uh, some of them were kind of weird. I mean, oh, God, yeah, <laughs> the, the
0: green tint, the famous green tint oh on the, uh, the, yeah. the back to flashbacks, yeah.
2: Yeah, or when, like, just him, like, looking at yeah, Camino out the window yeah. in the back to tank. So we're not going to have the fucking back to tank. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, but I'd like to one, see the Cad Bane jewel. Yeah. Because Cad Bane, so wasted in Book of Boba Fett. Absolutely. Comes out of nowhere earns no place in the story, and dies in an episode? Yeah. Mm. Ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. So the way I think Cad Bane should be introduced is, I think halfway through the series, as Boba Fett starts to, you know, get on people's nerves, we get a episodic flashback story amidst one of his, like, adventures dealing with, like, the Hutts or something. And it's the tale, uh, it's that, like, um, Unfinished Clone Wars episode where he's actually fighting his mentor Cad Bane. And you see the journey from them, as mentors, how Boba became the bounty hunter he is, and then Cad Bane's death. That's cool. Yeah, but then I think, I don't mind the idea of Cad Bane coming back but I think we need that context of, oh, he was dead. Similar to Boba, right? And what
0: is their relationship? Like, how do these people know each other? Because yeah. the Boba Fett show banked very heavily on people having already seen The Clone Wars. Exactly. Because if you haven't, if you don't know anything about the relationship, they're just two people who don't like each other. And they're, you know, one's a blue alien. And yeah, you've got yeah. no other context outside of that.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. As an audience member, what are you meant to do besides, like, watch seven seasons of Clone Wars? Yeah. So after introducing him, then you can bring Cad Bane in and then you can have that tumultuous relationship. And I think the last thing I want to see is actual moments where Boba is ruthless, where he actually showcases that he is a powerful leader, and not just some dude who doesn't even realize that a crime boss should hire Muscle. Like That that was ridiculous. Dude, he was hired Muscle. Exactly. Yeah, something happened to him
0: in the Salak pit, I'll say that. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think we see him being ruthless in that fight in Mando season two, where yeah, he uh, exactly he rocks up out of nowhere and he kills some stormtroopers, yeah, like yeah. smashes their helmets to bits.
2: Exactly. I'm like,
0: oh, I can't wait for the Boba Fett show now. And then
2: none of that. None of he it. He
0: completely like flips character. Exactly. And becomes
2: yeah. so child friendly. Yeah, I, it's, it's. I couldn't it, believe it. It's like the whole like, oh, store owner, you're charging too much. These kids will work for me now. And exactly. It's like, what? I um, I can see, like, what you're going for there as
0: well. It's not sort of like a succession or a, like, a Breaking yeah, it's Bad like, style. I see
2: it like kind of like Godfather, you know, the prestige Sopranos. Prestige yeah. style TV where yeah, there's a yeah. lot of
0: very interesting politics and dynamics happening between these characters, and it's all about power moves and yes. people trying to become more powerful and be on top. Yeah, yeah, but uh, also,
2: yeah. yeah, exactly that, but also how Boba changes us, you know, and, like, how this man, the only one who has this honor, even though it's twisted. Yeah. Is staking his claim. Literally. Does
0: this twisted honor earn him success and victory, or does it? Is it his flaw that kills him in the end?
2: It, it's a bit of both, right? Because okay. Because so I know in Breaking
0: Bad, it's very much like that's the oh, thing that absolutely. kills him in the end. Exactly.
2: Know? Yeah, and that's one of the things I always liked about Walter White. It's the fact he can quit. He could but, quit, like in yeah. season
0: one. Like he's he's good, you know. Exactly. But, um, but he chooses you know, he not has to has because to. He, because he loves it. He, he wants to be on name. top.
2: Exactly. So I want to see that be Boba's flaw. Yeah. It's also what's driving him to get far enough to build that empire because he has a sense that he needs legacy and he needs to carry on his father's name, all that. Interesting. But it's what gets him into those moments where he could turn away, but no, someone said something nasty to him, you know, mm. fuck you. I'm going to kill like that mob boss, you know? <laughs> yep. Um. And I'll, another, another moment I imagine as well is because he's also about protecting the sense that he is kind of a good person. When he expands his empire, you know, one of his underlings does something dishonorable. So he personally like punishes them for that. And, I think this needs to be his downfall in some capacity. And I'd like to see him recoup at Kamino, the ruins of Kamino. And that can be an episode where he's forced to reconcile for himself right before the finale, where he defeats Prince Zizor, all of that, conglomerates his empire, and at the very end of the show establishes himself as the predominant crime lord in the galaxy, which sets him up to be that huge influence on the dark side of the galaxy for the Mandoverse. So that's kind of like my rough idea of what the show should be. Any questions okay. for you, Mello? Um
1: So you've still got Mando season one and two.
2: Yes. Taking place. So yeah. I, I want it to be a continuation. I want it to fit in. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to be scrapping those entirely, Melo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it will be called Book of Boba Fett.
1: <laughs> Who's reading the book? Nice. Is uh, it old man Boba in a rocking chair in like 50 years? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Reading to his grandkids.
0: I'll go next, Melo. Yeah, you go can go last. righty. So I've got my seven episodes. I've got each uh, episode outline. I'm going to do episode by episode. And between each, you guys can ask questions and ask for context. because I'm sure I've left a lot of stuff out. Sick.
1: How many episodes of your seven episodes are just The Mandalorian?
0: There is zero. Oh, wow. Zero That's Mandalorian crazy. episodes in this one. Okay, episode one, The Desert. Boba Fett crawls free of the Silic Pit, is imprisoned by Tusken Raiders, and becomes one of them. He then helps them defend themselves from a bike gang, but ultimately the Tuscans are all murdered. Boba Fett then swears vengeance on the gang and leaves the desert behind. Exactly as we see in the Boba Fett show, but without the cutting back and forth between time. Like, this is all happening in just like one continuous... Yep. I really like that from the Boba Fett show. I actually really enjoyed the whole part of the story with the Tuscan Raiders. I thought it was really fun and endearing and Yeah, I liked it. It's yeah, I've I've always loved that, you know, as much as, you know, Mando and Boba Fett miss a lot of the shots. The one thing I have always loved is the approach to Tuscan Raiders. I thought that was really interesting just like a why make these just like mindless um, you know, nomad people in the desert like evil? Why mm. not introduce some culture and yeah. you know, some law to them as well cuz, you know. I just thought it was interesting. I thought that was a great way to start the show as well. Okay, episode 2, The Palace. Boba Fett stakes out Jabba's palace, returning there under the pretense of getting back into the business. He then murders his way through it and kills Bib Fortuna. After that, he addresses the remaining bounty hunters and gets a crew together of, I want to keep Black in it because he's yeah. awesome, he's cool. yeah, um, as well as an assassin droid and a sniper. I have no interest in bringing Fennec, Sh- Fennec Shand into this. Yep. I've got no specific mm. people. I was like, oh, maybe Dengar. Dengar's kind of, he's got a fire knife. I don't know. Yep. Uh, it doesn't really matter. He's got three bounty hunters now. After that, he takes back his ship, the slave one. So this episode... So these are like the two Tatooine episodes. Um, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like the beginning of his journey. And with this show, I've got a pitch. It's <laughs> it's like a mix, a weird mix between Andor and John Wick. Mm. So yeah. he's got this... The inciting incident for him is this, you know, horrible thing that happens. He rejects being a bounty hunter he has the ability to leave the desert and he chooses not to he's like i'm gonna stay with the Tuskins instead but despite that the the biker gangs find and take away any semblance of a new life that he could have hoped to build he's like fine i'm never going to escape this life of violence i may as well like embrace it and get the revenge that i want now because these people who i sort of cared about have been taken away from me um and then he just you know murders his way through Jabba's palace the Jabba's palace fight it's he walks through he's like hey bib i'm here to pick up a job completely a lie and he's just going through each room and he's scoping it out and walking through it, you know, in the in the iron way. Yeah. So that when you get to the action scene in the second half of the episode. All of the locations he's walked through are the the one shot action scene that he is now fighting his way through. I really like that. And then yeah, immediately yeah. after addresses all the, the, the anyone who's not dead. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I've killed Bib B- B- Fortuna. You can join me if you want. And takes back his ship. This takes us to episode three, The Ring. Boba Fett and his new crew track down the biker gang that killed the Tuscan Raiders, quickly discovering the true perpetrators behind the raid: the Pike Syndicate. This takes the crew to the Ring, an outer rim space station run by the Pikes and their associates. The crew head to the ring and split up, doing reconnaissance and finding the weak link that will allow them to take out the heads of the ring. The episode ends with one of the crew being approached by a Pike Syndicate spy and offering them a deal. So yeah, uh, starts out with the action scene in this one. They take out the Biker Gang. Slave 1 versus Biker Gang. There's, they didn't stand a chance, much like the show. And then after that, you know, they interrogate whoever's left. And then they find out the Pikes hired them to take out the Tuskens to expand their operations on Tatooine or whatever. And they're like, all right, let's go kill the pikes And the bounty crew are like, what? <laughs> We're going to go kill the pikes, uh, And they go to their space station uh, where they run a lot of their operations from. And then they go, they stake it out, and that's the episode there. Any questions so far, guys? Yes, no, 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 I like that. And I like that you're trying to get Tatooine out of the way as well. Because... It wasn't even that I was trying to get out of the way. Yeah. It's just like, what's the natural progression of this, like, revenge yeah, yeah. story? And then it became the Andor story of, like, each, like, there's two
2: episodes here, two episodes yeah, here. Yeah, like these then... arcs. And you kind
0: of get, like, these mini arcs as well. Definitely not as long or well thought out as Andor, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. It's <laughs> yeah, Andor, right? Exactly.
2: But I think the idea of also building the crew is something, especially for, like, a crime story, that's something that needs to happen. Yeah. It's something we want to see. We don't want to just see, like, Boba and some lackeys, you know? Yeah.
0: So episode three is the heist preparation. Episode four is the heist. So the crew launched their plan, an intricate heist designed to put all the leaders of the ring in one room where Boba Fett and his crew can take them all down at once. But Boba Fett is betrayed and must kill his way through all three of his new crewmates. Very much, like, video game style uh, getting to the top tower. Who have been bought out by the pikes. So yeah, all three of them turn against him and he has to fight each one by one. And by the time he gets to the pikes, he's like fucked up, but he is he he wins. Uh he gets a moment alone with the leaders of the ring who try and bargain for their lives and he guns all of them down. As he leaves the ring, Boba Fett activates a sonic charge, or is it seismic charge? Seismic, seismic. charge. Seismic charge, destroying the pikes' headquarters and sending a message to the underworld. However, the battles have left Boba Fett wounded and exhausted. So that's episode four, which I I kind of wrote those first four episodes in my head. I'm like, that's awesome. Just yeah, like, yeah. You set up the heist, you do the heist, but the twist in the heist is that all of them turn against him and he has to kill yeah, his yeah. way to continue doing the heist and, and take out the Lakers Yeah, Ring. and you've had time to come and know these characters exactly. as well, so
2: it's not just throwaway. Yeah. It's like actual stakes and actual
0: conflict. And what I... I haven't obviously written any like character drama stuff into this, yeah. but in my head, it's very much like... Everyone's kind of asking him, like, what, is, what are you doing? Like, why are you going for the pikes? Like, yes, you can do this, but what is the point? Like, any mm. revenge you get, there's, do you know how many pikes there are? <laughs> like, there yeah. are so many of these dudes, and they're running around the entire galaxy. It's not just here. Like, they're everywhere. Why even bother killing these ones? And it's just like, I love in John Wick when he gets asked that question. Like, what is the point of this revenge? Like, you're not going to change anything. You cannot change the status quo. And John Wick's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to just keep killing people until I die. And I I've always found that to be a really compelling kind of question. It's yeah. it's a silly question, but I, I I enjoy it. Yeah, but it's like he's driven. Exactly. Know? He's just driven. Episode five: The Hunter. After his huge fight with the Pikes and his turncoat crew, Boba Fett is severely injured and heads for the hut world of Nashadar. Is that yeah. Nashadar? I think that's how you yeah, say it. Yeah, Nashadar, yeah. 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 He walks into a hut-owned healing house and climbs into a bacta tank. Uh, soon after pike syndicate bounty hunters begin arriving in droves to surround the healing house hunting boba fett but fett's gambit has worked and the huts send a hunter of their own bosk the trend hunts the pike bounty hunters like the predator uh and the fight goes from the streets to the healing house all the way up until boba fett's tank at that point boba fett smashes through the bacta tank at the last minute and kills the final bounty hunter he and bosk reunite and the trend says that boba fett has some explaining to do fett says that he will before climbing back into the bacta tank so he kind of runs to the hut world to hide there. Yeah. Banking on the goodwill he may or may not have bought. Yeah. By taking out Bib Fortuna and by taking out the the, yep. the pikes and mm. the ring.
1: Did he smash out when you say smashed out of the back to tank, is yeah. it broke was there another one? There is yeah. another, one another one that. Then he got, climbs into so, after, yeah. There's uh, <laughs> like a, a row. <laughs> flicks a credit to the the bathhouse owner who's just like bathhouse owner? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's like, What are you doing with I won't smash out of this one. So no.
0: in my head, I've got a, uh, another John Wick scene. There's a doctor in John Wick 3 right at the start where yeah. he walks in. He's like, I've got five minutes left before he runs out of time. And the doctor's like, I guess I can heal you. And he heals you. Yeah. And he heals John Wick. Um, and then on his way out, you know, he's like, you have to shoot me. So he shoots him in yeah. the leg to make it look like he put up a fight yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, I I love that. I've got a similar we, like image in my head of this. Can we cast
2: Thundercat as the owner of this healing house? I really don't want to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thundercat. Yeah, he's, he's
2: the rapper who's in. Oh, he's uh, a rapper? No, he's a he's a bas- He's like this jazz bassist. Yeah, he's there. a he's a music producer. Um, yeah, and he he's in Book of Boba Fett. He's the cyborg doctor. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah that's right. That yeah. guy. Whoop. Anyway. So yeah, uh, I don't want, uh, I don't want that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take Thundercat for my draft, but thing. I do love Bosk being in this. Yes, um, I just I wanted to find a way to include Bosk in yeah, this. Yeah, it's this. like
2: everyone loves the scene in Emperor Strikes Back. Where you see the just line just of the bounty like, the most
0: interesting looking characters in the entire movie. Yeah, and they're just line there, just saying exactly. nothing. Exactly,
2: it's pretty silly that Book of
0: Boba Fett never like pulled from that. Really, it is so, I silly. I agree. Yeah. Episode six, the parlay. Boba Fett meets with Gracchus the Hutt and his court, including Bosk. The Pikes have also been invited to the parlay and have hired Cadbane as their champion. Futt says the Hutt... So, Futt. <laughs> <laughs> Futt says the Hutt. I'm I'm in a rut. New for, New Dr. Seuss. <laughs> that is some Dr. Seuss shit. Fett says the Huts owe him for killing the Pike Ring and for killing Bib Fortuna. Gracchus says that both of those were under control and that Fett owes the Huts for saving his life. On top of that, Fett has caused an upheaval and the Pikes desire recompense. A standoff builds as Fett has lost all of his allies and is surrounded by enemies. He fires first and a huge shootout follows. Cad Bane and Boba Fett try to kill each other while the Hutts slaughter the Pikes who have come to the palais. So it's just a, it's just an absolute fracas. Boba Fett and Cad Bane have each other by the throat, but Boba is saved by Bosk who tells him to run and has like a bit of, I read a little bit of like some descriptions of the comics and it seemed like they had like this kind of friendly rivalry between the two of them.
1: Mm. Initially. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then Fett escapes in the Slave One and heads for the end of the road, the Pike Homeworld. Yeah.
1: So yeah, yeah. I really
0: liked in, there's like a comic that leads right up to Empire Strikes Back and they're yep. like, oh, like they've got like some banter back and forth. Bosk seems like yeah. a, like a snarky dude. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Have you ever seen the Clone Wars episode with Boss? No. <laughs> okay. It's where he's hunting Chewbacca.
0: Yeah. I read about oh, that one wow. yeah, as well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. anything about it. He seemed like a really fun character. And then like when Boba Fett loses Han Solo in Carbonite, yep. Bosk, tracks him down to try and kill him and then Bob- Boba Fett leaves him tied to a
1: rock or something in, in, in the canon comics there's this thing called the war of the bounty hunters where it's like everyone's just fighting for the corpse of or the, the carbonite Hor- corpse of Han Solo yeah um, yeah. yeah that's cool yeah.
0: which I think is like a really fun concept and I love the idea that these bounty hunters have these rivalries but they're also st- like they yeah. stick to the code yep. Bosk it says in there really sticks to the code, like he's yeah, super yeah. all about the code. What? Uh, that's what it said in the description. So yeah. I was like, oh, I like this. I'm playing with something.
2: He's and I like that it is so similar to like the code in John Wick as well. Yeah, it's just, like this unspoken, yes. sort of like respect between. Exactly. All so of that's
0: them. what it's kind of like Cad Bane and Boba Fett obviously have a very long and, and complicated relationship. But I I love the idea that Bosk is like, ah, oh, you know what, Boba Fett, I like you. you, you <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna yeah. try and keep you alive if I can.
2: Exactly. Yeah, because their word is so important. Yeah, it's it's everything they have going for them. And I also love the parlay because it's you know one of those red wedding moments. Where it's like, ooh. I love the parlay because you've got Gracchus the Hut, you've got Cad Bane, Bosk
0: and Boba Fett, yeah, and a bunch of pikes around a table, and they're yeah. all just like just this big standoff, and then it all devolves into this yeah, yeah. huge brawl uh, in whatever the Hut Palace looks like on yeah, yeah episode seven the end. Boba is chased through space by pikes and Cad Bane, engaged in a huge space battle above Obadiah, the Pike homeworld. The slave one is hit and Fett has to jump ship in the low atmosphere and watch his ship crash on the planet's surface. I love no. destroying starships.
1: Wait, <laughs> please tell me that when Slave One explodes, a seismic charge. Oh like, yeah. Se- like so like it hits it hits the ground, but then like it's like you huge... got this car in the ground, like blah, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: great. He walks the rest of the way to the high fortress of the Pike Syndicate, fighting his way to the highest tower by using every weapon in his arsenal. Finally, he comes face to face with Cadbane and they have their standoff. Boba Fett wins, but Cad Bane is able to fatally wound Fett before he dies. Bleeding out, Fett walks into the apartments of the leader of the Pike Syndicate and they share a cup of tea. The Pike leader dies peacefully from the poison and Boba Fett lays down, bleeding out and poisoned, ready to die. That's very John Wick. Very. Yeah. <laughs> but he is saved by Kira and Han Solo. And that is where we end Yo. the show. And yeah, I would and love to Han do, Solo. I don't know where this is going. I... It's barely Okay. But the idea oh, the common of are yeah, seeing like all of this upheaval in the underworld and everything going, oh, Boba Fett's gone like full, like he's fully broken bad. He clearly doesn't care about the Hutts or the Syndicates or anything. I'm yeah. going to try and get him and bring him into our cause, which is working with the New Republic to bring the Outer Rim into control and stop the Kuiper lasers being built. Yeah. And some yeah, of more yeah. of the lore stuff we've been building in the other part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a fun like way to end it as like Boba Fett is super, super fucked up. Yeah, Um, yeah. But doesn't fully die at the end of season one. Um, But yeah, that's my pitch for the show. It was a fun time writing that. Yeah.
2: No, I think that's really cool. And one of the things I'm enjoying about all this, you know, is just imagining Tamar Morrison in all these situations. Oh, my God, yeah. Because he's a phenomenal actor. And in my opinion, he did carry Book of Boba Fett at times. Oh, at times, absolutely. Yeah, like I remember I had some friends who were like, no, Tamar Morrison during Book of Boba Fett. I'm like, no, easily the best one in the show. He's like a great actor.
0: Um, And he can really bring the heat as Boba Fett. Exactly. I would just love to see. And I don't know, in... Each of those seven episodes, there is at least one action scene. Yeah. Um, and it's just having it be this action packed show about revenge and the futility of fighting against the the underworld and against yeah. crime itself. It's like there's no point. The pikes are gonna come back, your revenge is meaningless. And having that,
2: that yeah, final yeah.
0: like cup of tea scene where the pike is like, I'm gonna I'm the leader of the pikes on, on Obadiah, but yeah. there is always gonna be more of us. We're always gonna come back. You cannot stop the spice trade. It is yeah, it's unstoppable. And Boba Fett's like, I don't care. I I need to kill you. Like yeah, I, just, yeah. I I have nothing else. Like what else am I gonna do? Go back to being a bounty hunter. I didn't want to be a bounty hunter. I chose to give up that life and then it was taken from me. Yeah, my new life was taken yeah. from me. I have nothing now. Um, which I thought was I, I thought I like was fun. That, yeah. It's
1: very John Wick, of course, but yeah, I love yeah, John Wick. Yeah, but I, on, I like that. I'm yeah. not trying to hide my love for John Wick here. Yeah, it's, a,
2: it's a good influence <laughs> in that story you're telling.
1: Radio, okay. This is gonna be different once again. Yeah. Radio. Ah. Boba Fett, a Star Wars story. Oh god. What? <laughs> oh, no. okay. Uh, okay, it's still a show. I'm thinking like eight episodes, um, bit lengthier, maybe like forty minutes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now there is a universe in which Robert Rodriguez could actually direct this one. Yes. Uh, and we're talking about a, f- a l- little bit about some problems that were with the existing Boba Fett. First, one of the things which which was like the Obi Wan show, uh, the target audience was completely wrong. Oh, oh my god. god yeah. 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 So Robert Rodriguez. Had they brought him on and be like, hey, you know your real dark, gritty shit? Do that. Do that. Which I think is the right direction to take for mm, a Boba Fett show. Yes. But no, they said, do all of your styles. Do Spy Kids and and Machete, you know? Yeah. Do everything. Yeah. Weird. Ugh. So that's what we, why we ended up with that. If not Robert, then James Mangold. <laughs> yeah. It would actually be great. <laughs> um, okay. This show is the climax of Boba's life. Yep. He's had a very long life. He's been a bounty hunter since he was like 14. Mm-hmm. We don't know much about him, but from what we're given to understand, I'm, I'm running with simply with that. There's our jumping off point. He is a heartless criminal. He only cares about himself. He only cares about getting paid. He's a playboy. And I have to imagine that at this point, he's pretty well off. Yeah. I, you know, he's the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. Yeah. I think he's pretty wealthy. Uh, as I far, guess far the as bounty hunters, what does he get, even spend be?
0: his money on if
1: it's not like maybe like prostitutes? I don't I, know. <laughs> I don't think he needs prostitutes. Yeah. I think he yeah, can pull. No. Honestly. And just like um,
0: alcohol and drugs. He doesn't seem to be someone who lives in like avarice, you know, no, or, like, no. or like a hedonistic criminal kind of thing. Tech,
1: save it, you know, like he just likes hoarding money. He'd Maybe. reinvest it or yeah, he'd yeah. just keep it to himself, you know, but either way, I still think he'd be pretty well off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have to imagine he has a pretty well protected home somewhere as yeah. well. Just okay. like a home base. It can't just be slave one. Yeah. that you yeah. can go back to um, between, between jobs. So it'll be an underworld action packed thriller. A better man, enacting his revenge. By the end of it, Boba will be done with being a bounty hunter. That's not his initial goal. I don't think that's something he initially realizes in my version that he wants. Uh, but yeah, he's he's again well off enough to be able to like afford this kind of final adventure. So I, I would begin again with he climbs out of the Salak pit. Uh, he still has all of his armor. It's a bit of a struggle to get out, of course, uh, and sees amidst the you know the debris of of the sail barge. He manages to get away his way back to Jabba's Palace. Whether or not he has a run-in with uh, Tusken Raiders, has to fight them off. If he did, he would win. Yes. And he wouldn't be stuck there with them. He'd get back to Jabba's. I
0: forgot to point out, yeah, the Jawas also take his armor from yeah. And he has to get yeah. it back at some yeah. point. God, but yeah. I, I like that
1: thing as well. I thought that was fun. In my version, he keeps his armor. Uh, so he gets back to Jabba's Palace. Bib Fortuna is there. There's not many other people left, just the people who he's got around him. Bib Fortuna... Can't exactly hold this place. If mm. if a hut has died, the other huts will step in because it, such is their right. It's their inheritance. So for now, he's kind of just like there, scrambling, like fucking. I kind of got this seed of power for now. What do I do? Like, I don't want to call in the other huts. I could, I could try and take this. I could try and take the fortune. Boba walks in. He demands his pay. Is this story? Is this immediately after Return of the Like? This is to... a, little, a little, little, little A Little, you know, he's been gone for a little while. So I think okay. when he comes back in, would be, be, be like, Boba. Thought you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. And he he's just like, no nonsense. He's like, I want to get paid. Yeah. I want you know, he mm-hmm. was there for a job. He brought Han in, he would have got paid for that job. But you know, he was on Jabba's roster and he was there as protection. I think we could have a bit of an exchange between Bib and and Boba being like, you know, I want to get paid. Um he's like, Yeah, well, you didn't exactly defend Jabba, did you? Because he's dead. Yeah. You know, bit of a you, you you've actually, you know, best banner in the galaxy. Kind of fucked up, yeah. And he wouldn't like that much anyway. Basically, after refusing to pay him, he just point blank kills him, and then would go on a bit of a murdering spree of anyone else in the palace who was like standing up against him. I imagine he sends a then a hologram to the huts, being like, "Uh, you know, I've rid Jabba's palace of of this scum, courtesy of Boba Fett." Yeah, nice. you know, cuts the call, takes off, gets slave one back, goes back to the Sarlac. I've got this this idea of his his version of killing the Sarlac. Is much the same as how R two took care of those super battle droids in episode two. He like leaks oil from Slave One <laughs> and sets the fucking thing on fire. Because how else do you kill a big ass creature? Yeah. Didn't they drop a they seismic charge into it they in the did show? Dro- they yeah, drop a I liked it, it. That so, one's also cool. Like, it was very sluffly.
0: stupid, but I like yeah. just. I feel like that's something Bob would do, just like Peddley. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, he's he's off. We're off Tatooine. Yep. See you later. No nonsense. So he does go back to this home base. Whatever he needs to go get patched up. When he goes back to his home base, there's, like, sort of people there that he, he knows or kind of work for him, I guess. Let's call it, like, some sort of, like, space mansion-ish sort of thing, uh, where they're, like, really surprised to see him. Like, word has, has carried in maybe a few weeks that it's like, yeah, he died. It's also been a big few weeks of the galaxy. The Emperor and Darth Vader are dead. There's a lot
0: of galactic upheaval.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the, pe- the number one people that are on Boba's minds are these people who are now the most feared... People in the galaxy slash legendary people in the galaxy, which is Luke Skywalker, Leia, Han, Luke Skywalker. You could say is is responsible for having killed Jabba the Hutt, Darth Vader, and the Emperor within the span of a week. Yes, pretty terrifying. Uh, to you know, depending on which side of of the sphere that you're on. But anyway, so he gets gets patched up, and he you know is immediately like right. He's just talking to like some some droid who's kind of like maybe. His helper joy is like, you know, what's the next job? He's he's just, let's just get back to, get back to business, get back to normal. Okay. It was, it was a a blip in the road because Boba's faced challenges before, like back when he was a teen, when he tried to get revenge on Mace Windu, he went to prison for two years, got broken out. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing.
0: So that's just quickly. That's yeah. where I came, kind of came down with it. It was like because I was like, does he chase after Luke Skywalker or does he not really care? Because he's been in the game for so long he that has like in the game for so long. he's not a perfect bounty hunter. He's really good, yeah. But sometimes he, you know, if shit happens, he got an unlucky hit to the jetpack, yeah. sent him into the Sarlac yeah. and he almost died. Yeah. But I feel like he wouldn't necessarily blame yeah, it's Luke not, Skywalker. In those... it's nothing personal. It's not. It's business. It's just right. business. Yeah. You know. That's that's kind of where I came. That's where you guys it. come in. Yeah. I Unless I'm not he was... at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe he's <laughs> saving face. No, no. Like go for it. I just was like. I, I wanted him to chase down yeah. Luke Skywalker, but ultimately I went away from that. But yeah. I'm curious to hear your take.
1: Yeah. His next bounty is a massive one. Oh, sorry. No, I wanted to do him to do a smaller bounty before he yeah. did a, a, another big one, yeah. in which it's a bit more of a struggle this time. It is, it is a bit tougher. He's actually taken some some damage from this time in the Silac pit. But also there's just something about him and his demeanor of doing it where it's just like, oh, his heart's just not in it. And instead of going for this, you know, he could have had it, this be a dead or alive, bring this person in situation. Rather than the struggle of the bring them in alive, he's just, like, makes it quick and goes for the kill. Yeah. Which is perhaps a little bit, like, unusual for him. So he brings him into the arts. They offer him another job. A big job. Now that he's, like, kind of, like, earned back their their favor of, like, you know, okay, you are the boba that we say you are. It's like, right, we want the heads of the people who killed Jabba. Yeah. We want Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, Lando. He's like, okay, well, sure, let's go after it. But he definitely has that personal stake. Where... I think he wants revenge. Yeah. He's never taken a hit like that. He did almost die.
0: I definitely think in the context of having a bounty, that definitely works. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll take that fucking, you know what? Yeah, Yeah, I'll take that fucking bounty. Let's do it.
1: Fuck these fucking guys. Yeah. But in doing so, he has to assemble a team. Yeah, nice. So we get my little murderer's row of of bounty hunters. We get (laughs) Black Crescenton. We get Bosk. We get Dengar. We might even, those two actually have a pretty good relationship. In the EU, and Boba Fett was his best man at his wedding. Ah, oh, that's funny. I'm ass. not saying we do that, but the wedding <laughs> there's <in. laughs> a bit more of it. These two have definitely worked together before. And Boss, IG Eleven. Okay. Also putting IG Eleven in there, uh, and Fenix Shand, different different type of IG Eleven,
0: like the Taika Waititi IG Eleven.
1: That's IG. Oh, sorry, IG Eighty Eight. Okay, yeah. The
0: original. Whatever I had, the original was. I not IG Eighty Eight written down. Sorry. So yes. that's the original. Yeah, yeah. Way, yeah the I one I remember. remember. Yeah,
1: IG Eighty Eight. I want that one. Yep. And Fenix Shand. And Fennec is the sniper of yeah. the group because everyone's got their role. Yeah. Uh, but Fennec's different, different sort of. Just like, like, a, a, like the the story is not at all the same as yeah, changed, how we first man. met her. Last She's time.
0: still a like cold blooded assassin. How about that? Yeah, yeah. how about an actual criminal who kills people?
1: No, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they puts this team together. It's like you know, okay, we've got these impossible odds, but we're taking down you know like the Jedi and all of his friends. Yeah, and so yeah, then it the whole show becomes this kind of like heist bounty hunt show in which we get to see the real like ins and outs of how they would pull off an operation like this, and yeah. we're also evenly matched six on six, which is really yeah. fun. But their thing is they pick them off one by one is the easiest way, and we get to see some crossover with okay these all all these heroes are working together to now try and topple the empire at these different points and different battles and shit across the galaxy, and our bounty hunters are kind of just like lurking after them the whole time, being like okay we get this scenario to grab Chewie whilst they're doing the liberation of Kashyyyk yeah right and that then you know sets it off to the to the crew that like oh shit shit we've lost we got to go you know we'll send Lando and Han after Chewie, cool. Thanks. G- get you two as well. Yeah. The last person who would f- come into the fold is Luke, and that's where everything changes. Whereas you know it's been a struggle, but these bounty hunters have been able to take these heroes one by one. Yeah. Uh, take them all in, but it's like nah. No, they no. At this point, genuinely, there's just something completely different about Luke, and this is the first time we get to see him as he is a Jedi now. He's he's done his dealt with his Darth Vader stuff, and it's he is. A force to be reckoned with yeah so that's where everything would kind of yeah start to go wrong but yeah so in, in a bit in delving into a bit more of the the depth of boba i kind of want this over the course of this show for him to find his version of inner peace yeah I want him to become disillusioned with bounty hunting and realizing that you know maybe he's a bit old for this and that he doesn't have to keep doing this yeah that, that, that bounty hunting isn't everything i want his his enemies to continue to fear him but I i, I like the idea that this sort of underlying journey for the people around him is that they will gain more respect for him kind of like you know they said that in the show like very openly and, and they went about it completely the wrong way that they're just like it's not about fear it's about respect and he just came in and was like that's that's my policy i don't want to be feared i want to be respected and i'm like well that's dumb no of course you want to be feared you want to be feared you're an evil criminal <laughs> yeah he's a bad person <laughs> make no mistake Anna. he's a bad person yeah, yeah. Uh, but he does you know earn more of this respect From his peers, even though he's taken this knock, he does have to, you know, rebuild his reputation because he did lose. He lost his massive job and he was under Jabba's employee when Jabba died. That's not great for him. And all these other bounty hunters would give him a lot of shit for that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so over the course, he does earn their respect to the point where it's like, you know, there's a moment where they've kind of all abandoned him. All is lost. Luke is is winning, uh, but they do come back to save him. At a moment where Ah. it's like, you know, because again, they've earned his respect. And even though you think that these heartless, ruthless, just about the job bounty hunters, you know, we're going to go back for him. But there is
0: also that like, oh, if we go back and save Boba Fett and we also get, you know, Luke, Han and Leia and take them out, that's huge for us. Like that makes us look great in the eyes of the Hutts. Like there's a lot in it for them as well. But also they wouldn't have gone back if they didn't respect Boba Fett and think that there was a chance to, to pull it off. Yeah. So
1: yeah, they do go back to save him. All in the end, they don't get them to get, take them back to the huts. They do They do lose, and they yes. have to go back to the huts empty-handed, and we have to ha- get to have this whole bit between these six bounty hunters and the huts being like, well, what the fuck, guys? Yeah. You have a job today, and we get to have this whole, you know, his disillusionment with being a bounty hunter comes full circle, and he just gets to say a massive fuck you, essentially, and just, you know, either walks off scot-free, or they shoot their way out and is like, fuck this. I was about to say so they should kill them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they shoot their way out, whether or not they kill all of the huts, because, again, that's... Yeah dangerous whatever the huts (laughs) immediately like whatever immediate huts this group is yeah Yeah. or just the one and then his cronies yeah they're just like nah fuck it see you later they do part ways and stuff like that but then i have some other like follow-on ideas of like okay where could what other ways that this story could go in kind of like a a fourth act as it were you know once the main story is done uh where it's like boba could stand trial for his hand in working for the empire Mm -hmm. uh you know and the implications of bounty hunting actually comes into question. And mm. like, you know, what sort of, what's the morality of that? Where it's like, okay, they were just doing a job, but they were doing a job for the Empire. Yeah. And Boba, in particular, did some really atrocious shit for them. He worked for yeah. them, I think, the most. He worked directly for Vader. So that's, you know, interesting stuff there. Um, I would like to see the New Republic actually establish a bounty hunter's guild in the wake of these trials. Yes. Where it, bounty hunting is actually regulated for the very first time.
0: Um, It makes sense because it would have to be because of everything that's going on. Yeah, Yeah. And up
1: until this point, it wasn't. And when it came to the Empire, as we've spoken about many times before, it's kind of just like this coexistence thing where we'll allow you to do your stuff. Don't fuck with us. And if you annoy us, we'll destroy you. But we're also going to use you. We're going to use the bounty hunters when we need them. Absolutely. And it feels
0: like it would be something that is illegal under the Empire. It's like no bounty hunting. But the Empire makes the laws. Yeah. (laughs) They don't give a shit. They can break as many laws as they want. There's no war crimes for them. They control the galaxy. So they can hire bounty hunters if they want.
1: Yeah. So, the change in, in the way that like bounty hunting is regulated and kind of perceived by the public over the course of this show is just kind of reflective of yeah. Boba Fett's change in mindset when it comes to you, it. You just want your fourth act from Oppenheimer where it's a court I do. trial. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm sold. But he kind of he would get his kind of happy ending, and whether or not, again, this trial would probably see things be like, nah, Boba, you're guilty as shit. And then maybe they break him out. Maybe he's, you know is his, his, his peers that he's developed this respect with would help him once again or maybe yeah. this is the instance in which they help him either way i see him taking on just like a a what's grief cargo's role in the in the actual guild like a handler yeah he's like a what what was his Role Some bounty like west
2: giver yeah yeah pretty much that giver. Where, he t- where, where that's
1: very profitable for him yeah. and he hasn't doesn't have to do the bounties anymore but he can distribute them and he can be this kind of like man at the top of it all head bounty hunter mm-hmm. top of the bounty hunters I like that that's yeah. a that's a cool yeah, like,
0: like you know sunsetting on the 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 one of the best bounty hunters ever yes yeah. he becomes the bounty hunter handler for the new republic and then yeah, the bounty yeah. hunting guild that's yeah. a really that's a good ending for him I think yeah
1: so. There's there's my boba Fett show. Really? I like that.
0: First things first, I love the idea of getting the suicide squad together yeah. to take down Luke Skywalker, yeah. Han, Han and I, Han and I, I like love the that. big heroes. That's, that's a brilliant yeah. conceit. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um I love that a lot.
1: I just don't see that, like that's kind of the thing that I was always expecting. And I had to remember this. Back when the like initial pitch came out, I'm like, he goes after them. Surely he goes after them. Yeah. They they just yeah, yeah. quote killed him.
0: You know? Yeah. No, that's something I thought about as well, and something I was like really I was <laughs> I got through the first four episodes because that was like the first idea I had. And I was like, I really love that. I wrote all the way up to the, the ring job and taking out the pikes and all that stuff and getting betrayed. And then he's alone. And I'm like, okay, how do I take this and go into Luke Skywalkerville? Like, how do I yeah. take that right turn? And nothing I came up with. I wrote like four different, four or five different versions. Couldn't come up with anything I liked. And just was like okay, less is more. Just have it about the pikes. Yeah, and just did like the pike story and stuff. But I was I was thinking for a second season, if I ever was to bother writing a beat sheet for it or, or episode outline, it would look sort of not like yours at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. It would be you no, know, uh, Kira and like her new version of the Crimson Dawn working with Han and Luke and forcing Boba Fett to work with them. Right. Um, yeah. And him being tempted back to, you know, the underworld and him just wanting to get away from all of this. He's like, I got my revenge. I should be dead. Mm. And I don't want him to have a happy ending, personally. Right. I yep. don't think he deserves it. I think he's That's been fair. an evil bounty hunter for a, a really long time yeah. and he deserves to die. Yep. But what kind of death is the real question?
1: Death in battle. Glor- death in battle. Glorious death at the hands of like, a great <laughs> foe, like, it, like someone like Luke.
0: See, yeah, I just don't think he deserves glory, though. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I
1: just really, I hate Like him. the Psylocke bit. Do you think he deserves that sort of, like, wimpy death? Oh,
0: an ironic death of him, like, once get, again. He gets out, but then gets kicked back into the yeah. pit.
1: pit. No, or that's, that's really the fight. whole show. The whole show is actually just a vine of yeah. he climbs out and Luke's there to kick him in.
0: That'd be really funny. Oh, man. There's some, definitely, like, some dramatic irony there yeah. of, like, he gets, he does, he, he has the chance to be good and to give it all up and to turn over and you leave and then he chooses not to do that. Mm. Yeah. And it leads to him being thrown back into the Salic pit and never to escape yeah. again kind of thing.
2: See, I, I think a similar thing, I don't know if i do it as goofy, you know, but I do, I do think that's hilarious. It's <laughs> really um, funny. Yeah, I feel like, Since we mentioned, you know, Walter White being a bit of an analogue, I feel like he is a character whose end does need to be the result of his pride and him getting himself into that situation. And his twisted sense of honour. Yeah, exactly. And you're right, he worked with Vader personally, and that's something that... It's almost like they completely brushed over.
0: They did in the show. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I don't want to say that I don't believe in, the, you know, e- people who have done evil things can turn over relief. Sure. I absolutely believe that. Yeah, yeah I yeah. just, I would prefer to tell that with someone who's not Boba Fett. No, I just, yeah. I want to he, keep him, like, as just this evil piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And well,
1: when I say I want him to be, like, head of the Bounty Hunters Guild, it's not that he's, like, agreeing to work with the New Republic. It's just that, like, if this is the state of bounty hunting, here's how I can make my money now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I can't hunt anymore. And maybe they don't even know that he's there. Yeah. Maybe he, it's this unknown figure. And he's like, hey, it's me secretly. I'm Boba Fett. I'm still here. Fuck you. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah. And I also guess I have a question for Boba Fett. It's like, what drives him as a character? Because he was raised by Jango Fett. Yep. And raised to be a bounty hunter. Grew up through the Empire yep. and um and the Clone Wars. So he's just like lived through war his entire life and conflict. And he's... The only thing he knows is bounty hunting and how to track people across the galaxy, hunt them and bring them in cold or warm. It doesn't matter.
1: Here's the thing. I think Django's actually a much better person. Yes. Than Boba was. Yes. Like Boba is just heartless killer. He saw his dad die in front of his eyes when he was ten years old. Exactly. It it sets him up for this life of just being a horrible piece of shit who only cares about money and himself. That's that's it. Django was a father, willingly a father. Yeah. He cared about something other than himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that could be something interesting. It would be interesting to
0: to follow the idea of, like, maybe, you know, having fatherhood forced upon Boba Fett and having him decide to choose to be a father or choose not to. (laughs) But Grogu. But then you're just getting these stories that people are getting sick of already. It's it's just
1: God of War. It's just
0: Last of Us. And I
1: wouldn't wouldn't even put it as that. as like, you know, he has to have fatherhood forced upon him. Just, like, a reconsideration of the fact that his dad did actually care about something other than himself. Yes. So maybe just give Boba the opportunity to care about something other than himself.
2: Yeah, I definitely think Boba needs to reflect on his life and like even come to know Jango in a way that he never got to know as well, because I imagine that would haunt him his whole life.
1: He should meet another living clone. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not bad. I can, I can see that. Fucking what you know, a, a
0: character I, in a show that I don't care about, Bad Batch. Mm. Echo. in yeah, right. In that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, there's a potential. Like instead of having it in that yeah. whatever show yeah. that I don't like, yeah. Yeah. have you know have him find Echo somewhere yeah. in some yeah. imperial facility where they're keeping her. Or something. Yeah,
1: because his relationship with clones in those few episodes in Clone Wars when he ended up betraying them, he, he as a kid he was kind of torn because he was kind of like in a way these guys are my brothers, but fuck it, I got a job to yeah. do, and I, he blows up the ship.
2: Yeah, but, he's but, yeah, yeah. But now, like with the fact that he's kind of the only one, if he did encounter another clone, I think that would be something very personal. There would be the chance um, to be like, I gave up on this,
0: and I yeah. lost. I lost my dad. I never felt close to the clones. Yeah. They had each other. I had no one. Yeah. But the idea of maybe the last clone, and it is like a young yeah. girl or a young boy or something, and it's like, oh, we're alone together now. Maybe, maybe we can have this dynamic. Yeah. I feel uh, like there's more opportunity for that than there is for something like you know all of these maybe even like the Mandalorian where it is yeah. what some fucking Mando <laughs> finds a baby yeah, and he's baby. like, I guess I care about this baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a lot more compelling to do it with Boba Fett, but anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah. But at the same time I I feel like Boba should be that grittier character doing those darker stories. It's True. And, but I feel like on the notion of him, you know, connecting with his past, that's why I think even though they totally blew up Kamino in the Bad Batch, I feel like the ruins of Kamino is an interesting place. And what I was thinking, like, yeah, my show is, it's an extra galactic place. It's outside the galaxy. It's a great place to hide away Mm. if you're on the run. So I feel like putting him there, you know, that forces him to really, like, reconcile with his past. And in terms of what motivates him, he feels like a character who would care about his legacy. Mm. And I think that's what, it's not the money, it's the name and the memory he'll leave behind as this fearsome warrior. And I think he wants to carry on his father's name because
0: Jango Fett was a bounty hunter as well. Yeah, yeah. I have taken on the Fett mantle and the Mandalorian mantle and I have improved upon it. Like, I have become, like, the most legendary bounty hunter. wants
1: to pass on the mantle of
2: Fett. What What if he... There's a possibility that. What if he clones himself or wants to clone himself? Oh, wow. (laughs) That'd be really interesting. (laughs) But he wants to have
1: his son clone as well. Like, that's where the show ends off. It's like, that's the end of his arc of, like... I need a son. Yeah. yeah, I need a me. But yeah, finding a foundling, I think,
0: you know, it's just annoying because we've seen so much of the story sort of done poorly, where it is like the the young apprentice to the, the old dad. Yeah. But it feels like he's much better set up for that story than a lot of yeah. other characters we've seen in other media.
1: Interesting, like, criticism there of, of Mando itself is because at the end of the first episode, we have we have Grogu. And then he does, again, over two or three episodes, actually start to care about Grogu. I don't think we see him be ruthless enough. Yeah. To have its, you know, like we, we initially kind of like it has that bit with that guy who is just like, boom, carbon freeze. Because I'm a bounty hunter. But he didn't kill him. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, carbon freezed like, him. Freeze like him. Mando was morally always pretty okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and he,
0: in the first episode, he decides not to kill this baby.
1: because it's like, oh, it's a baby. I can't kill it. Like, ah, why? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Has he killed babies before? <laughs> we don't know. We no, don't know anything about this guy. have to assume not. Boba Fett definitely has. Boba yeah, Fett's definitely God, killed yeah. babies. Yeah yeah, 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 Boba Fett burnt Owen and Beru alive. I believe that. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, but uh, here's here's something that I struggle with though. So with the whole, I love the conceit of having. It's called the Crates Claw. Is one of the bounty hunter guilds that they had back in the day. It had okay. Boss, Boba Fett, Dengar, and uh, another one in there. Um, that was like one of the organizations they called themselves, and that mm-hmm. split up at some point. I was just reading through Wikipedia. <laughs> God, it's it's dense. It's so dense. Um, but and it's all like comic stuff. But you get some of those guys back together. You get some of, like this bounty hunter crew that was on uh, The Empire Strikes Back hunting Han Solo. Yep. And they go after Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Leia. But like you arrived at, they can't capture them. They can't kill them. No. Because we have all of these stories afterwards that rely on Luke and everything being there. They can't win that. Yeah. So. Temporary wins. False victories. Exactly. And it's like, it's fun. But at the same time, it's like, ultimately, you know where that story's going to go. And there's no like,
1: there's no real surprises there, I guess. I mean, For I me? think the surprises in, is, are, are in those false victories. It's like yeah. every time that they do overcome the odds and they manage to get another one of the crew, it's like, wow, okay. But then, and then when it comes to it, it's just Luke left, you think, maybe. Yeah. Maybe there's a chance they get him, but no, definitely not. He's a Jedi.
0: And then, yeah, they go after the huts and then have to kill all the huts because they failed. And then mm-hmm. Boba
1: Fett fails again.
0: So he's already yeah. failed to protect Jabba and then he fails to uh, collect the bounty on all six of these yeah. New Republic fools.
1: Yeah. It's a series of failures and his only kind of victory is just the fact that he's not dead at the end of it all. Exactly, yeah. 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 any final notes before we close out the no, show no I think this is really fun I think it's, uh, yeah. it's there's so much freedom when it comes to this character again
0: like, I think that's like the promise of the bounty hunter stories in Star Wars yeah. and yeah. the promise we had it we had it for a beautiful moment yeah, with Mando no. season one and two we were um, on the verge of no. greatness we, we were this, this close <laughs> <laughs> and we should have had more yeah. Boba Fett should have been more of that and it could have been yeah. any of these three ideas from today it could have been Anything to do with Boba Fett taking on an apprentice Mm -hmm. of some kind and learning to be not such a piece of shit? Yeah.
2: Anything. It's true, though. It's just the underworld is the untapped, like, mine of Star Wars stories that have not been explored. Exactly.
1: Someone should really include it in a version of the sequel trilogy. Yeah, they should. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: If you want to hear more about our version of the underworld, go check out some of our episodes. They're great. I love the underworld one. It's really fun. That was a great plug. It was great. For yeah. It. yeah. This has been Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, and we're here every week talking about Star Wars and writing. If you want to see more, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And while you're there, make sure to give us a five stars, follow, like, and subscribe, et cetera, et cetera. We'll be back next week with another episode, but until then, may the Force be with you.